Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Praise you, Lord. Well, praise and worship team. Say that praise and worship team. Hallelujah. Made me feel it this morning. Is it all right to say it like that? Yeah. I ain't talking about the blues either. I'm talking about joy. You know, hallelujah means to give him the highest praise. Come on, now. that's that's, that's when you that's top shelf praise. <laughs> that's when you really want him to know you are so appreciative of all that he's done for you. You know, I when I when I we used to have our I used to have a Bible study in my apartment, and uh, I was uh, 22 years old, and uh, it's it's uh, it's one of those things that, you know you can serve God, and you can really serve God, and uh, I remember telling God I said I'm gonna give you my all and and, uh, and I started a Bible study in my apartment I just wanted to know more about God I just hungry for him I just wanted to serve him completely with my life and that's when you're giving him the highest praise when you're giving him all of you and nothing else has any other part of you amen and um, when he has paid the penalty for our sin and gave us the ability to come back to the Father and with a new start and washed away all of our sins and washed away all of our mistakes and washed them away in his blood then you can start afresh and anew boy it's nothing like being free see I know what I'm talking about that's when he deserves the highest praise who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. And when he delivers you, and you know, could nobody make it and break bondages over your life, break darkness over your life, break depression over your life, suicidal thinking over your life. Now, maybe you haven't been there, but somebody has. And when you return to say, thank you, Jesus, amen, for all that you have done for me. See, he done brought me from somewhere. That's why I'm sold out, because he done brought me from somewhere. <laughs> I didn't come because I was the past. I came because he's worthy. He's worthy of all praise and thanksgiving. I know what freedom really is, and freedom from bondage and darkness. And... Uh, I just told God I really want to serve him and, and I want to learn more about the word. And so me, my friends, we just, we spend time in the word of God and, and uh, was totally devoted to him. And when he frees you, will you have a mindset to want him and want to serve him? You have truly been liberated and you should give him the highest praise. <laughs> Amen. Come on now. He, he takes, the Bible said he's going to take out the old nature. 
and put a new nature on the inside of you so you can be called a child of God. Amen. And then he's going to write your name in heaven. There's a, there's a record in heaven that you belong to God, that your name is written there when you make Jesus the Lord of your life. And then he goes on and makes you a joint heir with himself, that everything Jesus has is yours. Come on now, that's called renewing of the mind. Because you got up this morning and said, everything the Lord has is mine. Amen. You weren't thinking about any bills because they, they already paid. Amen. You're not thinking about any bills. You're not thinking about any need because every need you have is his need. But he got a supply. Amen. You should have said hallelujah for the supply. You should have hit some notes with the choir this morning. Sing it, cause you free, praise God. It don't matter what, it doesn't matter what hit my mailbox. I got a supply. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got a supply. When your mind is renewed, you can't live in the than you thinking. I'm gonna say that again. You cannot live, even though you say you can't live in the than you thinking. That's why he gave you the Bible so we can renew our minds. Amen. Praise God forever. Amen. And then Jesus put us into the family of his own family. Somebody put you in that family. That's special. I'm talking about somebody got a real family put you in their family. And I'm, I'm not talking about dysfunctional. I'm talking about somebody put you in a real functional family. And they, and they rich. And they rich beyond comprehension. And they bring you into their family and treat you like ain't nothing wrong with you. Come on now. And seat you where he's seated. You know one of them cousins you don't want everybody to see. You didn't invite them to the wedding or anything like that. You didn't invite Bobo and all them to the wedding because you don't want nobody to see them. But Jesus wanted somebody to see you. Amen. He, he seated you in the presence of the holy angels of God. He seated you right next to his father in heaven. We are seated with him in the heavenly places. And then he made us an heir of God. That means everything God has is yours. But when you wake up thinking like that, you wake up with no struggles. You wake up with no weights. You wake up with no, no depression, no cares, no worries. Amen. You have to keep your mind straight in this because you are somebody special the moment you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And because he seated you and made us heirs and seated me, made us sons of his own father. The Bible said he brought many sons to glory. He brought us right back into the presence of those holy angels and the presence of his father and presented us. And then he said, I will even worship the father with you. We ought to give him the highest praise. He showed me in the Bible where the children of Israel would stop everything they were doing the day before worship. You just can't get up and just come to church. You got to prepare yourself for worship. You got to know what your praise going to look like before you get. <laughs> you got to know what your praise going to look. You got to know that you're going to give him the highest praise. Amen. I'm, not, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about a child of God, somebody saved and been around here for a while. You just can't let your week be so busy 
that you just fall in here at 1030. Uh-uh. No. You got to prepare ahead of time. You got to tell the Lord, you've been so good to me this week. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You've been so good to me this week. You've kept me healthy. You provided for me. You've, you've kept my family healthy and strong. You've met every one of our needs. You know what? I'm going to praise you with the highest praise tomorrow. I'm going to flat out show out tomorrow. I don't care, I don't care who get offended because they weren't keeping me all week long. They weren't healing me all week long. They weren't providing for me all week long. They didn't wash away all my faults. They didn't lift up my bow down head. They didn't deliver me from the rest. But I will look to the hills. Yes, I will. I'm going to look to the hills which cometh my help. And my help cometh from the Lord that made heaven and earth. The Bible said we can say boldly, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my light and my salvation. He is the strength of my life. I'm standing here because my God is strong. I'm here this morning because my God is strong. I got a sound mind because my God is so strong. Hallelujah. You may be seated and David was coming back, you know. You know, when you, when you go through something, praise God. Your praise is just different than everybody else's. It should be anyway. <laughs> it should be anyway. And uh, he come back in there after he had been delivered from King Saul. And God promised him to make him the head of the nation. He said, I brought you from falling after the sheep is what he told you. You was a shepherd boy. You was the youngest in the family that gave you the roughest job in the whole family. Standing out in the wilderness watching the sheep. But you learned how to worship. You used your time wisely when, no, <laughs> when everybody else was thinking they had given you the end of the stick. <laughs> you should have been out there depressed. You should have been out there getting the attitude. You should have been out there getting dysfunctional. But you just start praising me. Praise will promote you. Don't make me open my Bible because I can show it to you. My Bible said when praises go up, blessings go down. You're going to get a breakthrough in a praise service. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> because the Bible said praise steals the enemy adventure. Some of y'all don't know how to make the devil be still. That's why he keep moving all the time. Because you don't know how to say hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> you could have got some stuff off you this morning. While they were singing that song, you could have got some stuff broke. <laughs> You could have said a hallelujah for your finances, a hallelujah for your family. You could have said a hallelujah for your career. The, the praise team was helping you this morning. They were sending them up. <laughs> you know, you, you need to participate in praise. You do, because see, um, <laughs> I, you know, I talk to Severus a lot about songs because songs can be the service. If, you, if a church ever got there, 
I'm not talking about no concert. I'm not talking about a concert. I'm not, I'm not interested in concerts. I'm, inter- I'm talking about where you're worshiping him. That the words that you are saying, because you're singing with faith, they will become your reality. Because singing is confession put to music. You should sing truth that you want to show up in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So when Karina was singing and she said, called him our Savior. God my Savior. God my healer. I wasn't playing. I don't know what she was doing. I, I, I wasn't playing. I, I wasn't playing. I wasn't just reading the words. I was serious, as they say. Amen. I was saying he's... And when you say that, then the power goes into manifestation. Yes, it does. Amen. Praise God. He says, my, you know... I called him my provider while y'all was singing. Because I didn't see it up there, but I said it anyway. So you could add things in while you're sitting there. If they ain't saying what you need, go ahead and sing it anyway. They're not going to know you changed the words. But God will. God will praise God. Amen. Turn over here to Psalm 67. I'm gonna talk. We're talking about God prospering you today. Amen. Praise God. And uh, God, I remember this. My pastor said, um, he said, Keith, I want to be a distributor. He said, I want to be a distributor. And Dr. Jacobs was telling us last night about, and he's not bragging. He's just telling you, he's teaching me. You know, I was sitting down with him yesterday and uh, yesterday evening, and I remember when he said this, God, I want to be a distributor. Now, Romans chapter 12 says they are distributors in the body of Christ. These are people that God will supernaturally make wealthy for the purpose of his kingdom. Amen. Because he wants people with money in the church. Um, Pastor Nancy said last week, Kenneth Hagin said, a church of 200 people should be able to raise $1 million in one service. Amen. Amen. She shouldn't have told me that. Amen. Amen. But I'm glad she did. Because that's what we're going to have up in here. Because that's what we headed up in here. My goodness. It was so rich in here this morning. It's just so rich in this morning. Praise and worship. Y'all did a wonderful job. Praise God. Uh, You know, praise God. Y'all are probably Ted Dickerson rolled up. It's all over with. I'm serious, man. You listen. I had a vision one time, and I was walking um, in preparation for being a pastor. It takes years for preparation. And I was still with Dr. Jacobs, and I was walking down the street in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had this vision of this praise team. And I said, God, I don't want to have ambition. I don't want ambition. Ambition is when you try to make yourself something. I'm not interested in ambition. 
Not in this business. No. Not in this business. No. The Bible says you humble yourself mm -hmm. under the mighty hand of God, and in due season he will exalt you. So I'm not interested in ambition. I said, I don't want to have visions of human ambition. I want to know your plan for my life. And I never told anybody about that. It was almost like a whole orchestra just worshiping God. And then Dr. Hannibal came here a few years ago. And he said, Pastor Rogan, I don't know how to say this, but I had a vision about your church. He said, I saw a praise team, and they were all weeping before God because of the presence of God. And then I recall to him what I had seen when I was in the room. He said, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I didn't want to bring up something that was not familiar with you. But the Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. God has said a lot about Church on the Rock, and... and um, and it's all coming to pass because it's what he wants. Amen. It's what he wants. And uh, Kenneth Copeland said it like this. He said, the devil cannot handle a church with demonstrative praise. That from the depths of their heart, they give God the praise he deserves. Turn to Psalm 67. And from the depths of their heart, they praise God. And when we use the word praise, it can mean the lifting of hands. It could mean laying prostrate before God. The word praise means that. It can also mean kneeling before him with lifted hands. At times, at the right times, it can even include clapping. Clap your hands to the Lord. Clapping is not always appropriate. Um, and then sometimes even silence is needed. But praise is a avenue for blessing, but it's also a weapon against the enemy. Amen. It shuts him up. And you shouldn't wait to come to church to praise God. You should be, by the time you come through here after a whole week, when you come through that door coming on Sunday morning, the devil ain't got a chance. Amen. And you can have your atmosphere of the church so charged with the presence of God, people start getting healed and delivered right where they are. Money start loosening up in the community while you in here. Promotions and increase start loosening up while you in here. This is a time to just shift your whole community. I'm telling you, man, it, it can, you can bring a shift uh, because of the presence of God on a place. And so praise is a part of your prosperity. It's a part of your prosperity if you will participate in it. I said this Wednesday night, I, I taught school for one year. I taught seventh grade algebra and geometry one year out of the will of God. Amen. But it was a good thing, but it was out of the will of God. 
and I ain't got time, maybe I will explain as we go. Every place where you are may look good to the natural eye, but it may not be God's plan for your life. God didn't plan on me being a school teacher even though I had the ability to do it. He didn't plan on me doing that. I needed finances, so while I was pastoring, because I was not pastoring the church with financial honor properly. Amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. God gave you a Bible to do things right. I'm going to say that again. God gave you a Bible for instructions on how to do things right. And it would behoove you to get in there and do what he said and learn about him and become a learner and then be a doer of the word. And then as soon as we became a doer of the word, finances broke loose and all kinds of things took place. Didn't need to be there. But one thing I did learn while I was there, I went to classroom management training, how to manage a classroom. You have to manage a room. If you don't have good management skills as a student, as a teacher, the students will find out you don't real quick. And then they're going to be saying, we're going to turn this out. That's what they're going to be saying. We're going to turn this out. Because they know right up, they know you're not prepared. And they know you don't know what you're doing. And they had, they've had good teachers, and they can tell you don't know what you're doing. And, and then the students that don't want to study, they're happy you don't know what you're doing. They're the ones picking up on it real quick. He don't, know, he don't know what he's doing. Let's turn it out. <laughs> You're going to be in trouble, too. You're going to get fired, too. <laughs> you are, you're going to get fired. You will be, not be back next year. You may not make it through the year. But anyway, and uh, I never sent anybody to the office. I told the students, I'm going to be your drama for you. You're not going to the principal. Uh, yeah, it is good. My mom was a school teacher that keeps don't ever send nobody to the office because the principal already got too much work to do. And they're going to think you can't handle your classroom. I never forgot that. So I told all the students, I said, I'm not sending anybody to the office. I'm going to be your personal drama for you. You can forget about going down there. We're going to handle you right here. But, and you will, you will be handled if you don't do what we're supposed to be doing up here. Anyway, that's another story. But anyway... When the classroom management, they said, how a student comes through your threshold, through your door, that's how they're going to perform the whole time they're in your class. If they run across the threshold, they'll run the whole time because they have determined there's no standard. If they come across the threshold without proper supplies, they think that they don't need pencil and paper to be successful in your class. So however they cross, if they cross talking, they're going to talk the whole time they are in your classroom. If they cross horse playing and joking, they will horse play and joke the whole time they're in your class. God never wastes your time. Even so, even if you're not in the proper place, he, makes you, he calls you to learn something. He said that's the same thing it is in the church. He said if they don't come across the threshold, praising the Lord. If they come across unthankful, they'll be unthankful the whole service. If they come across unattached, they'll stay detached the whole service. They don't come across joyful. If they come across unjoyful, they'll stay unjoyful the whole service. 
That's why the Bible tells you how to come into the presence of God. The book of Psalms says you enter into his courts with praise and you enter in with thanksgiving and you are thankful unto him who has been everything to us. Amen. You have to, you have to prepare yourself. And that's what we learned, I was going to say in our Bible study, that the Sabbath for people that practice the Sabbath on Saturday, they go to church on Saturday. And if they go to church on Saturday, it's because they are living out of an Old Testament scripture. And, and if you're following that instruction, it tells you the evening before you come to church, you start preparing for, for worship then. So at 6 o'clock on Friday, they turned everything off. They turned off the television. They turned off all forms of entertainment. Um, my, my friend, he quit, he quit the football team. I don't know why he quit the Maplewood Panthers. <laughs> Back then, I couldn't understand why, because I was a Maplewood Panther. We were number one, not two or three. We were a team that was lasting forever. And we were only getting started. And that's how we sang about our school. So I remember Coach Johnson, where's Leslie Mayberry? That was his name. They said he quit because he had to start, he, he had to get ready for church uh, six o'clock on Friday night. What night does high school football play? So he sacrificed. His faith caused him to sacrifice playing football on Friday night. That's why I couldn't go to his church. Because I got to move it up one day and still stay on the team. The church you go to can determine whether or not you get to play on Friday nights. No. <laughs> now the church you go to can determine whether you're going to live or die to but anyway, I, I bring that up because I, I have the utmost respect for him. And I didn't know who this guy was when I was in the 10th grade. And now I was 17 then. Now I'm having this Bible study. That I, and I'm 22 and he's, he's 23. He was a year older than me. And he's in a Bible study with me and became my best friend. I said, I remember that you stopped playing football. And because... Now he's sharing to me the scriptures. He's telling me why he quit. The Bible says you ought to be able to explain to everybody why you live the way you live with the Bible open and showing it to them. If you don't, you need to become a better student. But it's not, it's not an off-word practice. It's not, a, it's not an out-of-word practice to prepare to praise God. I think people that just jump up and run to church with no preparation are not ready to give him the highest praise. Amen. Now, you did good by coming to church because the Bible said to. But there's different levels to everything. There's different levels to everything. And the highest level is the prepared level. Amen. The highest level is the prepared level. 
prepared for a test, prepared for a game, prepared for whatever. The highest level is a prepared level. You should prepare for what you do so that you can do it at the highest level. Amen. Amen. And uh, it's nothing wrong with turning things off to turn your praise on for God. Psalm 67, it's nothing wrong with turning things off and really to be a good disciple, there's things you're going to turn off in this life. Amen. Amen. It's things you're going to, it's things that you're going to have to, you're going to have to shed in this life. Uh, I'm thinking about Hebrews and when it says you need to lay aside every sin and wait. It doesn't just have to be a sin. It could be a wait. And he said, I want you to lay aside every sin and wait that's slowing you up from being your best. We said a couple of weeks ago, you need to take inventory of yourself. And um, I remember a class we had on purpose and destiny. And he said, write down everything that is keeping you from spending more time with God. Do an inventory of everything that's keeping you from having Bible reading time, prayer time during the week. Write down everything that's keeping you from hearing and being led by the Spirit of God. Write down obstacles to your best spiritual growth. And then write down things that are going to help you move swifter and with momentum into the plan of God for your life. You need to know that inventory. Because one thing you can't get back is yesterday. And we made a statement, and somebody remembered me saying this. You need to practice living a life of no regrets. You need to practice living a life, I wish I had enough. I wish I should have. Because at the end of your life, and it's coming to an end. I know some of you feel eternal. You're always going to be in Nashville, working at your job or whatever you do. You're not. Life is going to continue to change. You're going to change in a lot of ways. And, you, and no matter what you do, change is coming. But you want it to be good change. Your body's going to change, but you can stay healthy. Amen. It's one day you're not going to be able to go get that two all beef patties and special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. You don't have too many. Biggest sized. Nas too much for you got into the place. Your metabolism is not the same. I didn't say you couldn't be healthy. It's not the same, and you're going to have to change. Amen. But you might as well change with Psalms 103. Amen. Let him show you the right things to eat so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I didn't say you had to wear out how much your back going out. No, 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 we can stay with the word. We can have what the word tells us to have. Every day, the Bible says we ought to, we ought to, we ought to, how does Ephesians say it? Put esteem and value on every day. Walk circumspectly. That pay attention to the moment you're in. Is it a God moment? Is it a moment where I'm moving forward in what he called me to do? You have to pay attention to your time because God's got an assignment on your life. 
You have a purpose to fulfill. This church got a purpose to fulfill. Yes, it does. Amen. Turn over here to Psalm 67, and one of them is praise. All right, look over here, Psalm 67. And it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And it says right here, God be merciful unto us, Psalm 67, and empower us for success. That's what blessed means. Blessed means I cannot fail. I cannot fail in my health. I cannot fail in my finances. I cannot fail in family. I cannot fail in marriage. I cannot fail in my business. I cannot fail in school. Blessed means empowered to succeed. So blessed people ought to be happy people because the blessing came from the Lord. Amen. Blessing means that God has divinely empowered you to succeed in spite of opposition. That's why we say no weapon formed against us over in Isaiah 54. I don't care who's talking. I don't care who's coming. And Psalms, uh, in Romans chapter 8, it said, if God be for you, who? Amen. Can be against you because he's empowered you for success. When you get up in the morning, you look like a mighty fortress. That's what we used to sing, a song, a mighty fortress is our God. Amen. Because when you get up, angels of the Lord encamped about around you. Every demon can see the, the secret service around you. Every demon can see that you are washed in the blood of Jesus. Every one of them can see that God is with you. The Holy Ghost is with you. Jesus is with you. Father is with you. Every one of them can see that you are more than a conqueror. That you are triumphant in everything that you do for God. Amen. They can say that. And because of that, I get up every day understanding that that kind of blessing's on me. And I'm going to win against all opposition. You ought to be able to go to sleep at night. Get over in Isaiah 41 verse 9 that all they that insist against you shall be as nothing. That you get up and look at opposition, that's a thing of nothing. That's not going to prosper because it cannot sustain a successful attack against my life because of the blessing. Amen. Amen. Somebody say the blessing's on me. And it's increasing and there's nothing I can do about it. But take more of it. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed in my body. See, some of y'all not even talking. You could have had a manifestation taking place. Some of you don't even know how to go to church. No, you don't. I was trying to help you. <laughs> I was trying to help you through the ABCs of blessing. Giving you, a, giving you, leading you in a confession that you weren't going to make today unless I helped you with it. You weren't going to say you blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the fruit of your body, blessed in everything I put my hands to. You weren't going to say that today and don't even act like you were. You weren't going to say Jack, but this is the house of the Lord. And he said, I'm going to give you pastors that's going to feed you with knowledge and understanding so that you'll be fruitful and multiply, be delivered from lack and fear and disappointment. I told you when you crossed the threshold, quiet, you were going to stay quiet. 
the threshold, didn't you? <laughs> you thought that was just for seven great kids, didn't you? I did too. God said, oh no. Watch them. The ones that come through not praising me, they stay that way the whole service. You can't get a confession out of them. You can't get an amen. And the amen ain't for me, it's for you. Amen, amen means so be it. Let it happen to me just like he said it because I'm up in here. That's what Mary said, so be it. Let it happen to me according to your word. I'm going to have a baby without knowing the man because the Holy Ghost is about ready to overshadow me and the power of the highest is about ready to come on me and I'm going to have a miracle up in here. Yes, I am. I'm going to get my breakthrough. See, faith always has a confession. Faith is never quiet. Have you looked the definition up? Well, then let me tell you what it says. It has a confession. It has a declaration. It has a confidence and an assurance. It has a reliance on Christ. I'm trusting in Jesus. I'm standing on the rock. I'm believing for him to do it, amen. And because he's doing it, I'm going to praise him while he's doing it. I taught you the moment you release your faith, power starts happening. Yeah. Yes, and only you can turn it on. Right. And only you can turn it off. Right. I ain't got time to go to Psalms 30, 39, verse 22. If you stay silent, your trouble's going to increase. Right. Yeah. You stay silent, trouble increases. You got to have a praise and you got to have a confession. Constant. Constant. You're going to be talking all the time anyway. People try to act like they're quiet at church. I don't talk that much. They act like they're real quiet. Then they get out of here. As they called it a long time, talking up a storm. God can't get them quiet till they go to sleep. Some people are having trouble sleeping. Because they they're having trouble being quiet. Because they talk all the time. Yeah. Then when it's trying to go to sleep, they just want to keep talking. And you can be talking and not saying nothing. You can be talking in your head, but your lips are not moving. All right. He said, cause his face to shine on us, that thy way may be, may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among the nations. God wants people to know he is your healer. I love what Kenneth Copeland said this week. It just went all off of me. I started running, uh, shouting across the kitchen. I said, I love when the word do me like that. Amen. Praise God. I used to be a Baptist, but when I met Dr. Jacobs, I became Baptocostal. And there's a shout in me and a praise in and there's a praise in me, praise God. And I don't care what you think. Because I know where from where he brought me from. If I want to put my leg up, leave my leg alone. Because you didn't make the leg. You didn't heal the leg. You didn't dress the leg. You didn't shoot a foot. He did all that. So let me leave my leg alone. Because my pastor was showing out today. 
least I had today. Who you think gave me today? This is the day that the Lord have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it because he's loaded me. I got a load. <laughs> Some of y'all need to get saved and sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. Yes. I told you I got free. The psalmist said, if you take off my shackles, I will praise you. Some of y'all came in here arrested. <laughs> the devil got cuffs on, you don't even know it. Coming into church. Hey, there's one. <laughs> it's not a thing wrong with him. It's not a thing wrong with him. I've been watching, I've watched TV, Let's Make a Deal. People run down that like it for, people run like it for a refrigerator. But he ran because he got the keys to the kingdom. I give you keys to the kingdom. Oh, I got keys to the kingdom. I get what's behind door number one, two, and three. Come on now. Amen. And I get what's I, I get what's I get what I got stuff coming through the doors. I got stuff coming through the windows. I got angels bringing things in. I got goodness and mercy following me. All the, I got my cup running over. I know the Holy Ghost in here now. You leave me alone. Leave me alone. I know the Holy Ghost is in here now. <laughs> high five. Give me high five. I know the Holy Ghost is in here now. You done good today. You put them all to shame. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. He said, unless you come like a child. I know you think you're grown, but he said, unless you come like a child, because a child just see him doing it. <laughs> come on now. A child can just see him doing it, and they own it. I'm reading Psalm 67 right now. He, he ain't in the word. He's just cutting up. No, I'm talking about you getting healed. That's saving health among the nation. I like what Brother Copeland said. God would have to change his name if he's not healing anymore. He can't be going around take claiming Jehovah Rapha and ain't healing nobody. But he ain't changed his name. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm still Jehovah Rapha. My stripes are still healing. The blood is still cleansing. I'm still making whole. Jehovah Rapha. I am your physician. I'm your mender. I'm your restitcher. I'm your repair. I'm your cure. I'm the one that thoroughly makes you whole. 
That was, that was the covenant name of God. I bound myself to be your healer. No matter what kind of report you got, I'm still Jehovah Rapha. I don't care if they gave up on you. He said, I'm able to save to the uttermost. Brother Copeland said, uh, and he's right, because the Bible says it, that the church should always think in terms of covenant. Yes. Now, if I said that word and you don't know what I'm talking about, then you wouldn't have ran across my living room shouting based on what he said. And I got to teach on blood covenant again. See, that's why we need to be at church tomorrow. Because of what you don't know. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can't be solid in faith if you don't understand blood covenant. I guarantee you won't be. But I know what it means. What it means is God's saying to you, if we're on the battlefield and we're standing ankle deep in blood, I will defend you. I will stand with you until every enemy is completely vanquished from the field of battle. So he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's right. That I will not be a spectator in your drama. I will be a participator. And if I fail to come to your aid in your time of need, I'd have to destroy myself. If you don't believe that's the agreement God made with you, you need to read your Bible with somebody who really know how to read it. Yes. Like me. And then he said that, he said, uh, then the scripture come to my mind, faith cometh by hearing. And that's when I took off across the living room, shouting hallelujah. Pastor Cynthia was standing there looking at me. I told you, sometimes I preach, I can leave the service and just leave y'all here and just leave and do like Enoch and just leave with God. I ain't got time to catch you up. You should have been caught up by now. We was in Tarrant County Convention Center. I, Kenneth Cole was teaching on the blood. It took me Thursday to get it. I had to sit in the service eight hours on Monday, eight hours on Tuesday, eight hours on Wednesday. I don't know why people think they're going to get to know God real quick. I don't know why people want these quick relationships. No longevity in them. No, I ain't with them no more. They crazy. If you listen to the Holy Ghost, he'd have told you that up front. After he preached that Thursday night, he preached three hours. And finally it hit me that you are totally committed to me. And doubting you 
is the most futile exercise a person can do is doubt God. But it's possible and it happens because pressure can get so great you begin to worship the pressure because you're not used to worshiping God. By the time he got to the end of that message, I couldn't even feel my body. I understand what Paul and John said. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And when your spirit becomes prevalent, you can't feel your body. Because that's the real you. That's the real you. And when you feel in your body more than you feel in you, you're not walking in the spirit, you're walking in the flesh. And most Christians live a flesh walk, not a spiritual walk. But the Bible says if you draw nigh to God, now if you take it over in the context of covenant, he got to do it. See, see, see that, see that. You, 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 some of y'all don't know how to turn God on. You got to turn God on. See, if you draw nigh to me, I draw nigh to you. So, a close relationship with God now, the action is on us. So, if you want to watch TV, God ain't going to get close to you. You want to watch the big show? You, you want to go skiing? Go ahead. Go ahead and slide down God's heels all across his snow. Go ahead. Go down to Uncle Bud's. Eat all his fried potatoes and eat his catfish up. Eat all God's chicken wings up. Just have a good time. Don't even say thank you, Jesus. Just tearing the wings apart. And just separating bones. And You're a sight to see, aren't you? If you want to do something else, you don't get his presence. So we're preaching about revival in the end times. Already know what it takes. It's going to take today. It's going to take tomorrow. It's going to take Tuesday. It's going to take Wednesday. It's going to take Thursday. It's going to take Friday too. It's going to take Saturday. Saturday. I know you had stuff planned for Saturday. I know you're going to run the whole gambit. Gonna hit Broadway and go to all of the fleet markets, and you're gonna be so tired by the time you get home, you ain't got time to pick up James, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. You're gonna talk to everybody, you don't want to talk to them now. But while we're doing all of those things, he is not bound to draw to us. He draws to us when we draw to him. And then we try to give him Sunday morning. Put your stuff on. You come rolling in here. 
I know you're bored this Sunday because the Titans got to buy. You don't know what to do with yourself, do you? They're not playing today, dude. That's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Your girlfriend left you. So now you want to get saved and come to church. Yeah. You don't care how long I preach today. Because she left you. <laughs> she left you. <laughs> yeah. Now you want Jesus. What you going to do next week, though? Draw nigh to God, he'll get close to you. So then, Scripture, Romans 10, 17, faith cometh. See, if you can get faith, nothing is impossible. You become a miracle in motion. If you can get faith, nothing shall be impossible to the believer. Every word's got to come to pass. That your life is power-filled because you got faith, but faith cometh by hearing. That's why God wants to keep us so close to him. He wants faith to keep coming. And then when faith is there, the power starts working to bring to pass whatever you want come to pass. So then I said, God, you bound yourself if we would hear. Faith has no option but to come. I said, you bound yourself in a covenant that if I would hear your word, that faith would just come. And it has no choice. It would just come. And when faith is in operation, it's changing things to line up to what you are faithing. And you can keep the power on as long as you want it. I said, you done put this all in our court, didn't you? I said, you put it all in our court. We determine if we have your presence. We determine if we have faith. We determine that. We determine if the covenant is going to be energized and operating in our lives all the time. We determine if miracles happen. Mary, I told you if you believed, you'd see the glory of God. Galatians said, how does God work miracles among you? By the hearing of faith. But hearing of faith is my choice. So I can have any miracle I want if I hear. And if I hear, faith has got to come. And if you stay with faith long enough, you'll get strengthened. I'm, I'm recalled now, I'm thinking about a lady, she was just down and depressed sitting at my kitchen table. That's when we let people come to our kitchen table and be down and depressed. We don't do that no more in our ministry. You have to be down and depressed in the foyer, I tell you, where I talk to you. Down depressed in the church office. But my kitchen table? No, I don't know about all that no more. I don't know about it. Anyway, I'm still here to help you. And she just sat there because her mother was battling cancer. And um, she got a bad doctor's report. So I said, sit down. And I opened the Bible. And I started going through Matthew, Scripture, 
after scripture about Jesus healing them all. And while she was sitting there, a miracle was taking place. Faith started coming. I mean, you could just, you to just when we just started. See, some of y'all don't even know the power was in the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. And the same that was in the beginning. And there was nothing made except that the Word made it. If you want to make something, you're going to have to get the Word, because faith comes by hearing the Word. And when faith comes, then power starts flowing, and it starts changing your situation. She said, give me all those scriptures, Pastor Rogan. And she jumped up and ran over to her mother's house and started ministering her, and mama started changing. She called me up and said, all the symptoms have dissipated out of her body. Because the word works. You got to keep this thing working. Amen. You got to keep this thing. Faith is a work. One of the followers of Jesus said, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, you got to believe. You got to believe the word of God. But believing happens because you keep God's word coming to you constantly. It's nothing wrong. Instead of, turning, instead of watching the big show, sit there and watch somebody preach faith to you. Sit there and listen. I just keep preaching faith to you. Instead of watching, you know, instead of watching some kind of uh, what they call reality show, watch the reality of faith take place in your life and keep somebody preaching faith to you. Listen to it on your phone. Just keep listening to the word and let it make something. Praise God. Pastor sent the back here this morning. She's been fighting a good fight of faith all week long. We've been in the house fighting. When you're in a fight, you can't watch TV. You can get hit by a punch you didn't see coming. <laughs> you got to keep the word going. Praise God. She got up this morning and said, I'm coming to church. We're still keeping faith on. Because he is our health. That's what it said right there, didn't it? All right, let me go on down here a little bit further. He said, and he said, I want health among the known among the nations. And God said, this church shall be known for healing. So guess what we got to do? Keep the healing word on. He said, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all. First, he had to change because somebody would act like the first part wasn't for them. He said, let the people praise thee. That wasn't enough. Then he said, wait a minute. Somebody's going to act like they're excluded. Then he says, let all the people praise thee. Man, you know what? God says, now if you, you, you're a child of God, he's talking to you. If you're a child of God, he's talking to you. And... Look at it, look at look, look at hold, 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 hold. Let all the people praise thee. Turn over to Psalms 150. I'm gonna finish up. I'm going home. Amen. I got 10 minutes left before it's 12 o'clock. But remember, I sat there three hours every service. <laughs> sat there eight hours, praise God. Because I'm because I'm hungry. I don't just wanna play church. I want this thing to I want this thing to work for me. 
I want to work it. That's what they say when you're on the dance floor, work it. Well, now you're not out, you're in a, you're in a new arena now. You're in the kingdom of God, you still get to work it. Just because I don't want nobody to say you can't do nothing and you become a Christian. No, you still get to work it. Yes, you do, but you're going to work it for Jesus. Amen. Because down here in the middle, I, I, I'm, I ain't got down here yet, but it's going to start saying, it's going to say, praise him with the dance. You still get to work it. <laughs> but you can't work it the same way, though. It's not the same kind of work, don't you know? It's a holy dance now. <laughs> but you still get to work it. <laughs> you, get to see, you get to move the same feet, but in a different way. You get to move the same leg, but it's in a different way. Amen. You still get to praise him. Holy. All right. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Amen. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Come on now. See, when the church starts praising him in his power, my God, you come in here and people get out of wheelchairs and, and, and throwing crutches against the wall and all kinds of things like that. Yes, it did. And people will get saved in your services too. That's 1 Corinthians 14. Praise him for his mighty acts. Amen. If you got saved, that's mighty. If you got healed, that's a mighty act. You had provision, that's a mighty act. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. That's because of a mighty act. Won't he do it? Amen. Because of his mighty acts, you're going to praise him. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. We're going to have trumpets then. Amen. There have been a service where trumpets is in there. I mean, I mean, they're cutting up. Trumpets be cutting up. Praise God. I believe in God for cutting up trumpets. Because it's in the Bible. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 For Jesus, though. Amen. I'm talking about, ooh, Jesus, praise God. Praise him with the sound of the trumpets. And the psaltery and the harp, that'd be the keyboards and the, and the electric guitar. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about getting it. <laughs> Flat out getting it. Yes, I am. Yes, yes. This is all in the Bible. Amen. See, they didn't show me this when I was in the other church. I ain't going to call the denomination out because you might like them and, and try to make an enemy out of me. But they didn't want nobody to move. They sang music every Sunday that would prohibit movement. <laughs> I mean, you, couldn't, you just couldn't move because of this music. It was like an opera every service. It was like a funeral and an opera every service. And then every now and then they'd make a mistake and play a song. And... That was this man and this woman in my church. They would just take off running. And everybody would sit there and look at them. My brothers and I, we were sitting up in the back and we just falling out laughing. And now I'm running. 
Lord have mercy. Praise him with the tremble, that's the drums, and dance. Dance came from God, not just getting hot in him. Not come from them. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him on the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath, are you breathing? Yeah. I'm going to ask you one again. Are you breathing? You breathing, say amen. Now, if your neighbor didn't say amen, please let him check your pulse. Because I don't want nothing to happen in him. You denying the Lord's breath. Let everything that have breath. When Dr. Jacob showed us this and he showed it was okay to dance before the Lord and clap, and it's in the Bible. To lift your hands is like the evening sacrifice. Praise the last verse. Don't worry about your neighbor. You praise the Lord. Amen. Don't worry about your neighbor. You kick it. That's what you do. You praise. The, this is personal. Amen. Amen. We ain't here together, but it's personal. Amen. And don't get mad at me for doing the word. Now, look what happens when you do all that. Go back to 6 to 7, and I, I got to go home. Maybe you'll come next Sunday, and you'll be ready for the praise team. Y'all did a wonderful job today. Amen. Oh, praises be to the king, our king. They're not going to let me join. Because Pastor Santa will pull me off the team the first Sunday. It's not going to happen. It says right here in Psalm 67, let all the people praise thee. This church is going to reach its greatest potential. If you ever seen them people on them rowboats, they'd be racing on the Olympics. What would it be like if somebody were just chilling? Everybody else. The boat would go faster without them. Because that's a weight gravity issue here. That's a drag issue here. You don't think you can drag the service? Because you went to that old opera church like I did. And you still trying to keep your opera religion. <laughs> I'm going to teach y'all praise again next week. Amen. I'm going to see who read it next Sunday. I'm going to stand right back in the back. I'm not going to come down front. I'm up front here worshiping the Lord. I'm going both ways with the choir. You can't see it when you're up here. And there's somebody back here, and I'm pulling them into their blessing, and they standing back in the back, looking like the statue Lot's wife turned into, a pillar of salt. Got that pillar of salt praise on. 
just standing there looking, and I'm trying to get their breakthrough from them. I got my hands in the air. I don't care. And I'm praising, trying to get their breakthrough. <laughs> they standing there. Stop doing that. This is the house of God. Now, if you need deliverance, you can come up here. And I'll cast that chain-binding devil spirit off of you so you can worship God. Let all the people worship. Let the nations be glad, verse 4, and sing for joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. For thou shalt judge the people righteously, God will, and govern the nations upon the earth. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all. The people praise you. That's the second time he done told you. Then something happens when you hear him praise. Something happens when I call thee. All right. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on. Then the earth. Where you live at? All right. Got that right. Then the earth, then shall the earth yield. Now, see there. See there. See there. Your increase is here. But it's got to be yielded to you. Your, your increase is here, but it's got to be yielded to you. <laughs> That's why that cold church is like it. Don't, the devil don't want nobody increased. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless. Your blessing is tied to your praise. Because praise is a demonstration of your And God shall bless us. Now you done got him where you don't have a choice. He, I mean, he's already done it, but I'm talking about the manifestation of it. And all the ends of the earth shall reverence him. You determine if somebody else serves God by the way you praise him. You keeping, you keeping somebody else from getting saved and sanctified. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift your hands to the Lord.